0: In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available
1: anywhere you get your podcasts.
2: Are you ready? What's going on here?
1: This indeed you are is it's in my hand. Oh!
0: fan effect.
2: Good day, everybody. Welcome to another episode of KSL News Radio's Fan Effect podcast. I am your host Kellyanne Halverson today, and I'm so excited because I get to share with you something I'm passionate about, which is Utah's film. An art scene. Today, I'm joined by Salt Lake Film Society's uh, President and CEO, Tori Baker. Welcome, Tori.
0: Well, ha- thanks for having us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on. I used to produce the movie show with Doug Wright uh, for KSL News Radio, and that's where I got an opportunity to learn more about Salt Lake Film Society, the wonderful programs, and films that they show there, uh, and their amazing program and mission that they have there. So I am so excited to join her now because they've been doing some unique things uh, right now with uh, the coronavirus blocking our regular theater-going experience. They have had some really interesting things happen, so they can bring theater into your home, they can bring theater into a drive-in type car situation, and they have some amazing ways for you to support the film and entertainment industry right here in Salt Lake City during this pandemic. Welcome so much, Tori Baker. Can you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us why you're a part of the Salt Lake Film Society?
0: Sure, sure. I'm president and CEO of Salt Lake Film Society. We exhibit, create, and preserve the big screen experience of film at two cinema locations. Mm. We're donor supported and nonprofit. We run the Broadway and the Tower. And I've actually been the CEO for 16 years, so we've been there a long time since the programs have grown from their little baby programs all the way up to, you know, launching and opening the Motor Cinema this year. Oh, that's so, <laughs> so. cool.
2: <laughs> that's so neat. And how long has the Salt Lake Film Society actually been around?
0: Well, almost 20 years. So we're 19 this year and uh, looking at kind of reemerging from the pandemic. And uh, situation that the pandemic has put motion picture cinemas in Mm -hmm. uh, next year in sort of a healthy and strong way as we are able to figure out how to reopen and, uh, you know, engage with our audiences in new and unique ways.
2: And you are a nonprofit, correct?
0: That's correct. We're a 501c3 uh, with mission to educate, advocate, and inform about and through cinema. We do that primarily through the theaters, which exhibit Mm. over 250 films a year.
2: Oh, wow. That's a lot of films. That's pretty awesome.
0: (laughs) And that's actual films. A number of film screenings is well over 12,000 a year. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) In a normal year.
2: (laughs) Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about those two different locations? So people can be able sure. to
0: find it. Yeah, absolutely. We're located in downtown. Our flagship is the Broadway Center Cinemas. That's a sixplex that allows us to do uh, a large breadth of diverse programming, uh, inclusive of you know independent documentaries, films coming out of the largest festivals on the planet, mm-hmm. and then uh, films that are sort of in the zeitgeist of awards, so Oscar films and things that you'll you'd probably be familiar with around the Oscar season. Then we also have the 1928 one-screen movie house named The Tower Theater, and it's over on 9th and 9th. And it's really where we focus our programs like uh, genre programs as well as sort of high-end but more – uh, eclectic indie film, if you would. Um, so we like to think of them as sort of our beer and wine venues, uh-huh. where you sort of find independent film at the Tower and find that usually during your, you know, your, your college years or the years where you're kind of becoming the human that you're going to be, and then uh, evolve over uh, to the Broadway over the years as well uh, through some, you know, higher echelon independent film.
2: Well, and the Tower is the one I've visited to um, uh, quite a lot with the Sundance Film Festival. I went there for your preview and a few things during uh, the course of it in in 2020, earlier this year. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about your relationship with them?
0: Yeah, so the Tower and the Broadway have both been a location for Sundance since uh, we've been in existence. And the Tower actually prior to that even was a a Sundance uh, venue. So it is the oldest theater that's still running what we call in the industry first run cinema, which means that you can see something that's new in release as well as repertory and archive collections that build up our programs like Tower of Terror during Mm -hmm. October, and summer late nights during the summer, where you can see the, you know, genre films that kind of span the breadth of, you know, 80s horror to all the way to David Lynch or something, you know, more unique and and interesting.
2: Oh, that's neat. Well, and I know, um, you say the Tower of Terror, that's usually your October uh, offerings, your Halloween offerings, so to say, but it's been a little different this year. But one thing when I was there, Last time I was talking to um, one of your your, uh, people who work with you, uh, Barb Guy, and she was telling me that it's actually a bit haunted there. Is that true?
0: (laughs) Well, I think any old theater has its haunting rumors. I, I do know that there are always unique and unusual things that we find at the tower, and I don't know if that initially means haunting, but if you thought that there was not another room you could find at the tower i can guarantee there's probably another room we can find at the tower <laughs> it's a very small space but you can find a crawl space or something and it's always like what's in there and how long's it been in there and who stored it there and you know it's 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 a very very old venue it's mm-hmm. it's got plaster layered upon other rebuilds the the current facade is from a time when they rebuilt theaters in the 70s, but two initial towers that were mimicking the Tower of London Bridge are still there behind the marquee so you know there's crawl spaces and weird things all about
2: <laughs> that sounds awesome i love it well and <laughs> one of the reasons i love it as well is one of my favorite sundance films i know uh, you had a bit of filming there brigsby bear which is one of my favorites yes. i'm sad i missed it <laughs> yes. a couple weeks ago for your motor cinema um but yeah if anyone listening to this hasn't seen it go check out brigsby bear it's fun it's playful it's poignant it's filmed in utah so go check it out <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's not just filmed in Utah. There's actually a scene in the tower. Yeah, yeah. With the the exception of the bathrooms, which if you've ever been to the tower, you'll find hilarious in the film when he goes to the bathroom.
2: (laughs) It's it's definitely bigger in the film than in real life, but that's what happens with (laughs) older buildings. (laughs) now um you guys have been heavily impacted by the coronavirus pandemic as the whole world has been i know for a while you were you were shut down for a bit uh during the pandemic and then you found some unique and interesting ways to bring the movies back to people's homes um including actually to their home computers um can you tell us a little bit about your virtual screening program
0: Sure, sure. Um yeah, just to preface that it it it's been a huge impact on the entire motion picture industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and theaters and bricks and mortars, if you were to think historically, there's never been a time when motion picture theaters have had to close, let alone nationwide. So this is this is a huge moment for a big question for fans of movies as to whether or not theaters can emerge from coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's changing and shifting at any time. As an art house and as a nonprofit and donor-supported cinema, we're, of course, confident that we can reemerge because we are donor supported and because we we curate in a way that is different than your your larger cinema. Mm -hmm. And but that doesn't mean that the pressures of being closed haven't been intense. So what we decided to do was pivot to online. And, you know, of all the arts and of all the nonprofit arts, I think that cinema was clearly sort of, you know, first in line for making that pivot to an online program, Mm -hmm. because other art forms uh, like, you know, ballet, opera, theater, all those, uh, you know, there there wasn't already something in their industry that was kind of changing the world and the sphere, and there was in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, we created a technology uh, for a bunch of art houses nationwide, actually. So we're now spreading this technology to 12 other art houses around the nation to help them. Oh, and you that created allow- we did. Oh, we created so an in-house. Yeah, oh, I so love we- it in house. Yeah. So we We pivoted some of our our staff resources, primarily my head of uh, the Mass Studio project. MassStudio.org is our our filmmaker program Mm -hmm. and and accelerator project. And the skills that Miles Romney on that team had was able to help us come together to combine a vision that I had for pivoting to a virtual screen that actually was intended to support a bricks-and-mortar art house cinema. So we created, in our case and locally, it is slfsathome.org. Mm-hmm. And each individual art house that's part of our program has their own at home.org so that they their local patrons, fans, donors can go directly to their cinema. They're just doing it with a virtual screen at this time as opposed to doing it with the bricks and mortar while the bricks and mortars are shuttered.
2: Mm-hmm. That makes me so happy. Like, There's nothing better than artists and entertainers supporting other artists and entertainers, in my opinion. The arts is so important in our society and our culture. I. I say this a lot, but I really think the thing that changes the world is storytelling. When we open ourselves to other people's storiess, through stories, through film, through books, through how, whatever form of storytelling, we open ourselves up to different realities and allow ourselves to change our viewpoints. I really believe storytelling is what will and does change the world. Um Can you tell me a little bit about how it works for an audience member who'd be interested in uh, checking out saltlakefilmsociety dot org?
0: Absolutely, you would just go to SLFS, which is stands for Salt Lake Film Society, of course. SLFS at home, it's all spelled out. dot org, and you'll find their selection of cinema that is available. These are the films that, in the cinema world, would be being released at the Tower on the Broadway right now. But those films could not do that with theaters across the nation. Being closed, so as long as theaters, even when even though some theaters are open right now, depending on the the state and the regulations, the entire industry tracks to the number of screens nationwide. And so, until all cinemas are open, there's really not this flow or pipeline of of, of films that are able to come through, and that's really restricting what's available. In the independent world, we're very lucky to be very close to the actual artists that make these films. And if they were already in our line of sight for being programmed at the film society, that's now happening at SLFS at home. And they'll close on Thursdays, films open on Fridays, and they're not going to hold forever. This is not a streaming station. It's, It's not a go there whenever you want, see it on demand. It's these films we'd open on Friday and it might last a week. It might last two weeks. So you need to be constantly going there and seeing what new films we're offering. Mm-hmm. Follow our channels. We'll tell you what's opening every week.
2: Well, definitely. And I get your newsletter um, and you guys send updates as well, according to what is available for that week. You could, they can find it online. Has, it, has the audience been pretty responsive to this new technology?
0: Yeah, they had been. There was a little bit of a learning curve for some people in terms of how do I, how do I, you know, my preference obviously is to see this on the big screen, but how do I support you as a, as my local nonprofit art house, and how do I also see these really important films and these independent films that um, might show up on some other streaming thing down the line, but we'll get so lost in that literal stream that I'll never see it again. Sort of we trained anybody that needed to be trained. If you're already really adept at your digital devices, you can Mm -hmm. see it on your television, you can see it on your laptop, you can see it on your iPhone. Obviously, big screen is what we all want. But in this moment in time in history, this is the way that you can go directly to us and you're passing our box office you're able to donate if you'd like through the through the process as well. And then you'll also know that by visiting this and seeing movies on this, it's supporting those other 11 art houses across the nation mm-hmm. that are also using the technology that we built just for us here in Salt Lake City. And we felt like we needed to share that. Mm-hmm. So the more people that use it, the more we're able to help other art houses that are nonprofit as well.
2: Oh, I love that. And um, I love the idea that you guys have done here where um, you're still trying to recreate that theater experience. So it looks like you kind of have a set time you would like people to watch it at and you have a chat room set up so people can actually interact with each other. Is that correct?
0: (laughs) Well, we have the ability to share and Mm -hmm. we're working on a a more of a watch party type thing where people can chat room with just their party. Uh Um, But right now, the functionality um, is is that you can share your your movie ticket and that you bought a movie ticket and then hope that others can be invited. But we are definitely opening films on Fridays, closing films on Thursdays, Mm -hmm. programming actively and having show times. I, I think that it's really important that people have that experience. You could also do curbside concessions. So mm-hmm. if you order a curbside concession from us and you run and you grab your your fresh pop popcorn at the Broadway for curbside, then you can you know watch your, your film later that night if you bought a 7 p.m. Showtime, say.
2: That's one thing I have really missed is my movie Popcorn with um, some Sour Patch Kids thrown in because that's one of my favorite things when they <laughs> go to the movies. Well, we have it. <laughs> uh, and people, when they... Um, purchase the films for the virtual screening, they have, is it 48 hours to, to watch it? So it's not as restrictive as um, show times usually have been?
0: Yeah, your showtime would start at seven. But if you missed or you got held up, or you decided that three other people wanted to, you know, buy the film and, and talk to you about it after you guys all watched it, or something. Then, um, then it, it you'll be able to continue to push play on that for forty eight hours. That's correct.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Um, now I am going to go ahead, and we're going to take a bit of a break right now because uh, when we come back, I want to talk about what all the rages right now and that is our drive in uh, theaters which you guys have recreated that experience so I'm going to go ahead and take us into break and we'll come back and discuss that
1: Find us at kslpodcast.com, Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
2: <laughs> I've been too much fun to meet to Fan Effect. I am your host, Kellyanne Halverson. You're listening to a KSL News Radio podcast, and we have been talking to Salt Lake Film Society's uh, president and CEO, Tori Baker. Tori, welcome back to the show. Thanks. <laughs> now, in the previous segment, we talked a bit about Salt Lake Film Society, the history of the location, how people can go to virtual screenings right now as we have been impacted, uh, as the whole entertainment industry has been impacted by the COVID pandemic. And we hinted before we left about a, n- a new experience you guys are offering. Can you tell us a little bit about your motor cinema
0: Sure. Well, um, we are, if anything, creative about how we exhibit cinema and big screen matters. So we partnered with Redmond Movies and Stories. Mm-hmm. They are the resident film lot. So they do post-production, green screen work, commercial work and feature film work in our state. Oh, that's so and cool. <laughs> yeah, they're a fantastic partner. We partnered with them to build a drive-in motor cinema. Mm -hmm. And we knew we were going to do this for 2021, but with COVID, we decided to bring it a little bit early. So, it is a 20 by 40 screen. It is a wonderful experience when you come in. You can get the full concessions uh, experience as well. So when you purchase your ticket, you can get popcorn that's fresh popped that day. We have it um, in our COVID packages. We also have a what we're calling hashtag CinemaSafe, and mm-hmm. you can go to cinemasafe.org policies and procedures and that means that we do have a restroom. It is being cleaned in between each use and we do have other COVID safe safety regulations including required masks and the cars are socially distanced themselves as well as individuals.
2: Oh, wow. So, um,
0: so we've got, you know, basically the real deal drive-in cinema here just in the back lot, the studio back lot, which is why we called it the Studio Backlot Motor Cinema,
2: mm-hmm.
0: the studio back lot of Redmond Movies and Stories.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Where is uh, the location of Redmond Movies? So they are on
0: a 1045 South South. Seventh West, mm-hmm. so it's in, a, in um, a little bit more industrial area, which is where they've got big, giant sound stages, and so we're on their back lot, and we have placed our twenty by forty screen on shipping container, uh-huh. and we have seen just glorious films on there we watched Casablanca Mm -hmm. some like it hot we've seen Big Lebowski as well as Dazed and Confused a lot of our genre stuff that normally would have been at summer late nights at the tower Mm -hmm. we'll be closing out this month with a lot of horror so Mm -hmm. we have uh tomorrow night or, or Friday night if depending on when when this airs is and that's Get the 16th out.
2: of October, just so we know. That's,
0: yeah, that's correct. And uh, we'll be following that up with some John Carpenter films as well as mm-hmm. Hereditary, which was shot here in Utah. We've had quite a few local films as well as cosplay uh, fun at the drive-in. Mm-hmm. It's It's just a really great experience to see a big screen movie right now when you just really can't do that elsewhere.
2: Well, and like, I, I miss seeing people. I miss going to the movies and experience it as a whole, not just my, by myself at the computer or with my family at the computer, but it, like feeling that feeling of being with fellow audience members and experiencing all at the same time. So that just sounds amazing. <laughs> now, how, how does that yeah. work with the drive-in? Are you paying per person Per vehicle. Nope, per car
0: load. Mm-hmm. Per vehicle. Yep. So and then your your concessions can be bought separate or multiple ones if you've got a car full of people. And it's it's a fear, it's a fairly small lot, um, with just under fifty cars. Mm-hmm. So we do sell out very fast, so you won't want to wait because all of our shows have been sold out. Yes. And the season is just been really reinvigorating since, you know, the the, the theater's have been shuttered. It's been, you know, obviously Mm. disheartening for a lot of film fans. But to take these, these really, we've also tried to really display important genre films Mm. like Get Out, like Hereditary being shot here locally. We did Galaxy Quest. We had cosplay fun there. Uh, Mad Max was just off the hook. We did a black and chrome edition, which is in black and white. Uh And the director had sanctioned this film. He really wanted to have a version of Fury Road that was black and white. And so we did that version. And we had uh, three, no less than three vehicles there that people had really gone all out in making very Mad Max style with big big giant metal pieces and guards and Yeah, it was a blast.
2: (laughs) Oh, that sounds like so much fun. And I know like for Galaxy Quest, um, you actually uh, the The group of cosplayers who came and joined you, the theremins from utah um, there 's some people i 've worked with before, and they are just so much fun, so so excited they were able to make it there
0: <laughs> oh yeah it, it it was just great, and those have all been actually really surprises for the audience. We knew we had booked with some of the fan groups that had wanted to participate in these films uh-huh. but but the audience coming when they had bought their tickets they didn 't know that this was kind of sort of the additive benefit of being there and. You know, I would also really encourage anybody. You know, there's not there's not any left this season, but if we, for next season when we do the classic films, mm-hmm. I know everybody thinks, oh, I've seen that film, you know, because it's very old and black and white and whatnot. But to see these on a forty foot screen oh, wow. is extraordinary. We just did Carnival of Souls last weekend. It was shot out at Saltaire. Mm-hmm. And it was the version of Salt before it burned down where it still had, you know, a lot of the amusement park components as well as the big grand ballroom. Mm-hmm. And it's just so fantastic to see old Salt Lake and Archibalds and all these these things that in the movie you're just so nostalgic about. So we know you've probably seen these things, but seeing them... In a community as well as on the big screen is a mm-hmm. very big difference.
2: Oh, definitely. I always try to catch like the classic filming sometimes. Uh, Turner Music, uh, Turner Classic Movie Channel, they'll do the screenings and such. So I saw um, Gone with the Wind for the first time on the big screen last year and I was just blown away. Like it is a totally different experience. And it sounds it like it really is. And it sounds like it's a different experience at the drive in, your motor cinema as well, because like you couldn't. Hat fit? What is it? Uh, Mad Road Fury Max? Whatever. What's it called? (laughs) Mad Max Fury Road. (laughs) You could not fit those cars into a regular theater auditorium. So this just seems like... No, you might have saw the cosplayers, but
0: you never would have saw the 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 vehicles, and they came in with their whole. About gas and gasoline. <laughs> Where's the gasoline? And it was just awesome. So, so. skits, so a little <laughs>
2: bit of live theater. So it's definitely my up my alley. See, I'm the type of person who dresses up for movies and and things like that and cosplay. So that sounds like a super fun thing for me. Yeah, it was
0: really great. <laughs> well, and
2: you you've sold out, so the audiences have responded really well to the Motor Cinema. Then,
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. Uh yeah, they have. And so, you know, usually we've sold out of everything so you just need to get tickets definitely before the night, but don't mm-hmm. don't wait. They're um they sell too fast to wait. Halloween was probably sold out, gosh, uh, yeah. you know weekend to ticket sales so So it is yeah yeah so it is it is tough you know because we've only got a couple of weekends left but Mm -hmm. the good news is 2021 season so you know once we announce a 2021 season and what those slate films are don't sit on that opportunity
2: Mm -hmm. oh yeah you have to give us a call so we can at least put it on our our social media because this sounds like a lot of fun yes of course Definitely. Um, So we talked a bit about how we can support by continuing to actually see films for you guys. Can you tell us a little bit of other ways that you can support Salt Lake Film Society?
0: Sure, sure. Well, there's definitely the ability to become a red carpet club donor. Mm-hmm. And that, all that means is that you're, you're giving because you understand that we as a nonprofit cinema are providing things like these services and the programs that we do. We have a whole cultural tour season. We'll do the two cinemas as well as the drive-in as well as SLFS at home helping other art houses. So if you value that, you, you can just directly donate at slfs.org. Mm-hmm. But you can, of course, watch a movie with us, which uh, the proceeds go to supporting our organization, and you can make an additional donation. You can mm-hmm. attend the drive-in, make an additional donation at that time as well, if you'd like. And then you can support us through Amazon Smiles mm-hmm. or Smith. Smith's our local grocer here. You can choose us as your charity. And so those are just a few ways beyond direct donation that you can help community partners also support us.
2: Well, and like, and definitely. So, I actually have you, uh, Salt Lake Film Society, uh, selected as my Amazon Smile charity. And for oh, yes, yeah. So, for listeners who don't understand that, um, Amazon will donate 05 uh, percent of the price of eligible purchases to whatever charity organization you've selected. And so, you go to Smile. Um, amazon.com you have to make sure you're logged in and using that address and um what it does is you select whatever organization and um as as long as it's eligible it'll automatically donate part of that so you aren't charged extra or anything like that it's just an easy way to to sh- to share with them um so do you yes. have Smiths
0: is very similar as well so smith is the same thing you go grocery shopping and they just if if your charity is the salt lake film society that percentage will go there.
2: Is that just for online purchases or?
0: No, no. Smith is for for both um, for in-house and on, in-house and online. So okay. you just have to register with them on your and get your little, uh, you know, your little membership number or telephone, you know, I think you use your telephone number at checkout. You don't have mm-hmm. an actual membership number. But once you're registered, you can choose your charity.
2: Do you know what the percentage of donation that is?
0: You know, I don't know what the percentage of donation is, but I know we get a much bigger check from Smith than we do at Amazon right now because <laughs> Amazon Smile is so great. But mm-hmm. um, but y- because you have to go to that smile.amazon.com, mm-hmm. some people forget to do that so that sometimes the percentages are a little bit lower.
2: Yes, every once in a while I forget or it's, it's not connected in the app as well and Mm -hmm. I and I'm like oh no I forgot but whenever I remember I I, it goes to you guys
0: (laughs) well that's so amazing Mm -hmm. thank you so much (laughs) oh I'm
2: happy to help so you hinted that you're going to do uh the motor cinema again next year do you have anything else cool or interesting or fun coming up? I know we have the holidays coming around. Uh, Christmas is our our other host, Andy. Farnsworth's favorite holiday.
0: Well, you know, when we're back to being fully operational, we have been doing a sound of music, Mm -hmm. um, sing with Maria presentation every year during December, and that's a lot of fun. We will not be able to do that this year, Mm -hmm. obviously, with the situation with COVID, but keep an eye on that. Mm -hmm. And for our major... Programs this winter. Keep an eye out for our cultural projects. The first up is Film Mexico mm-hmm. or Film Fil Mexico, and that will be happening on November thirteenth. And for a full week, we will have feature films as well as short films that will be highlighting both. One is a B film, which I'm really it's it's a Mayan B film, and we'll also have some discussions around that. Mm-hmm. Um, one's an Afro Mexican film, so that we can discuss the. Afro-Mexican population and their their film, which is called "Tita Weaver of Roots," and we will be um, having discussions with both filmmakers as well as around the topics of the films for a full week on November thirteenth through the so, SLFS at home. Well, and that's platform. something you
2: you do regularly as well, as you actually talk to filmmakers uh, about the productions and, and the films yes. that they put out. Oh, and so cool.
0: usually they come out in person, but what's great about Zoom and this this moment in time is that we can actually talk to more filmmakers, mm-hmm. <laughs> weirdly than. <laughs> Than if you're trying to get them to get on a plane and come to Utah from Mexico, you know, <laughs> get one. But we'll hopefully be able to talk to every filmmaker around these films, and that will be just a really fun way to kind of get a window into mm-hmm. um, another another culture and another world, as well as see what the artists working out of Mexico are doing. Which we've got a lot of really great filmmakers coming out of Mexico, mm-hmm. and then we'll you know we'll follow that up with other cultural tours throughout the winter season. So we'll be announcing those. As we get those coordinated,
2: so do a bit of a world tour. It sounds like through the. Salt Lake yes, Film travel Society. the world through cinema. That's a, one it. of the
0: funnest ways to travel the world <laughs> is through the art of movies. <laughs> oh, I
2: love it! Uh, so, before I get to my final and favorite question, is there anything else you want our audiences to know about Salt Lake Film Society?
0: Oh, I think the biggest thing to know is that, you know, we're the one with the weird long Mm name, but we're the ones that run the Broadway and the Tower Mm -hmm. (laughs) and now the Motor Cinema. There you go. um, But support film, see film. Mm -hmm. I always say, look for your Apocalypse Now moment. Mm -hmm. Keep going to movies until you have a big screen experience that really changes your life and it will start to inform the kind of film that you look for in your future.
2: Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. All right, so we're getting to my last and favorite question here today, Um, and it's Utah. We have this amazing, supportive arts and fan culture scene here. You know, we've been named number one nerdy state uh, by Time Magazine. We have all these amazing places to go and things to do when it comes to arts and the entertainment industry, and we have a passion for it. So I'm wondering— what is your favorite part of interacting with Utah audiences?
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. It is an awesome state. And you know what? It is also weird. And <laughs> I think that we can embrace the weird. And my favorite part is that audiences never cease to surprise me, both in what their, what their adventures are and what their adventures they're looking for. Are through the art of film, but also in their enthusiasm. So the Mad Max Night is a perfect example of that, where our Rocky Horror Picture Show is is off the hook um, mm-hmm. every year. You know, it, it's it's just a place where where if you've got something that you want to take an adventure through, the art form of cinema is is clearly supporting that. And you can find a home with us here at the Salt Lake Film Society.
2: Oh, I love it so much. So one last time, um, where can people learn more about Salt Lake Film Society and purchase their tickets?
0: Sure. The best place to go right now is SLFS for Salt Lake Film Society, of course, org. And that will get you to sort of all the current presentations. Our core website is slfs.org, but slfsathome.org right now will get you right to the movies.
2: Oh, fantastic. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us today. It's just been a wonderful experience. I'm so excited to, to be able to put you guys out there a little bit more. And, uh, for any time. Oh, all, oh <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and for our audiences, thank you for listening to this episode of Fan Effect, a KSL News Radio podcast beyond science fiction, fantasy, gaming, and tech. We are excited to share with you our knowledge and sometimes arguments on everything pop culture and fandom. Uh, based in the beautiful Beehive State, Fan Effect celebrates Utah's unique fan culture, and we are excited to bring you local guests that feel the same way. I'm your host, Kellyanne Halverson. My motto in life is be creative, be bold, and be inspiring. And you can follow my creativity and see what other radio and podcast programs I'm involved with at kahalvo.com. Listen regularly to Fan Effect on your favorite platform at kslnewsradio.com or on the KSL News radio app do you have a fun idea or local fan culture topic that you would like us to explore let us know by messaging our facebook page at fan show where you can also get the latest nerdy updates and join the conversation follow us on instagram at fan show and twitter at fan show thanks again for listening Uh, go out there explore the world have fun and continue just enjoying the fandoms